Hello, welcome to the Tongue in Cheek podcast. I'm Milana. I'm Nina. And today we have a repeat guest, or probably one of our favorite guests that we've had on previously. We're so excited that he's agreed to come back on. We have Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. We're so excited that he's here, and we hope you enjoy our show. Hey guys. Hi, how are you? Good. How's everybody doing? Good. 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 Sorry, my headphone is broke. Oh, so. I thought it was some cool, like high def one. I was like, Yeah, me too. <laughs> I no, I wish. This. You always say you break your microphones. I guess you're also breaking. Yeah, it's like the headphones as well. Uh, it's I just break. I'm I manhandle everything. <laughs> Are you looking for sponsorship for both? <laughs> I know. If I got, I would love a microphone and headphone sponsorship. Wait, Dina, Dina you're you just getting up work? I am. Um, I, um, I also do styling. So yeah. I, um, I was with a client and it went like extra long, which thank you guys so much for letting us. Oh, yeah, totally. Thank you for, for Sunday, you know. Oh, of course. We're always good about rescheduling. Yeah, my favorite thing is canceled plans. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very David said it well. Nature is healing. <laughs> yes, there was one of my back when Nicole Richie had her show, and there was an episode all about how she wants to be invited to everything so that she can decline because she loves not going to things. And I, I really related to that. That's me. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's you can just you can usually as you get older you can count on people canceling more and more. That's really how I know I can somebody. Like one yeah. of my best friends, the way I really knew we were going to like be friends forever is because we made plans to meet at least like five times before we actually did. And <laughs> so it was beautiful. And I even told them, I was like, this is, this is going to last forever. <laughs> this is going to last. Well, because it'll last forever because you'll only see each other three times in the course of your life, you know? Exactly. And we'll never get sick of each other. That's real funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also like Ron on Parks and Recreation when he says his best friend is the guy who um, they never speak and he doesn't even know his name and it's the best friend he ever had. Love <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. Did you guys hear a quick side note about Brittany? Oh, yeah. Well, I was just, because I just got off another pod, so I was just reading about it. So supposedly she's able to hire the uh, um, uh, the lawyer that she wants. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm very happy for her. I think that it's been really frightening if you think about what's happening with Britney that it's possible I I think you were the one who said it really well on your podcast when you said like that um Bill Cosby has more rights than Britney at this so bizarre you know disturbing yeah it's very bizarre very disturbing and I'm really happy that like there's so many people like Congress people and the ACLU and all these other kind of major organizations who are actually taking this seriously because it's truly frightening what's happened to this woman. Yeah, but, I mean, oh, yeah. No, no, I'm just, I'm curious. We'll get a full transcript of what she said today. And like, I know we had the audio last time, but I'm curious if we'll get her full transcript of what she said. Oh, I hope we, we ought to. I'm thinking of that, yeah. I mean, yes, this is happening to Brittany, but it's happening to all of us. I, <laughs> and I also think Sam is completely involved because. Well, they, yeah, that's what oh, I'm so curious about that. I think he is, and this is why I even said it. Is it face reality 16? 
Yeah, Faith, yeah, that's an yeah. Okay, so she posted this picture and like she it was showing like Sam and Brittany outside, and then they were trying to make it look not like right now, but then somebody said it was from like 2020, but then Sam commented on the one that was from right now, pretending like it was right now, which means he has to be involved. Yeah, I, I but I'm just curious how that works. Like, I, I just feel like wouldn't. Like everything's crumbling down right now, so everything would be discovered. I would think, you know, like why? I don't know. I just I want to know what the purpose of doing all that, all this is, you know. To keep her. Like, who is this at? At Brittany, yeah. isn't this at Brittany? No, but like, is like you know, like when Charlie Day asked the question, like, who is this at? Like, who oh, I get that, but aren't they doing this at Brittany? <laughs> so is Brittany? Are you trying to say that Brittany's looking at the Instagram, and being like, that happened yesterday? No, what I'm like she doesn't have control of her Instagram. No, of course she doesn't. What I'm saying is that if we're saying like Britney's whole network is the game, right? And they're all mm-hmm. Dennis and D. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is that like when you're doing the play, it's to get the waitress, right? So they're doing the play, the, the nightmen come in for the waitress. <laughs> Who is the waitress is my question. Isn't Britney the waitress, except in a very... No, you can't, you can't gaslight Britney into saying that she was somewhere she wasn't yesterday. Well, but they're, they're doing, they're doing this to keep a ruse (laughs) going, right? I mean, that's, I just, I'm so confused at, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out more and more this summer. But I do agree with you. I can't wait for Ryan Murphy to make this into a series. I will watch Mm -hmm. Because you've said that, right? I too will watch. Two times, I feel like you have. Wait, what? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. said that many times. Yeah. Yeah, like, because I, I didn't know. <laughs> American Horror Story and Glee had a baby, and it's Britney, so it's perfect. <laughs> Fucking Ryan Murphy. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, I think somebody will make a, a big documentary about this year in pop culture someday. Oh, I can't wait for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Andy Cohen will host it. <laughs> or Ryan Maybe. Yeah, let me host it. Yeah, come on. Oh, that would be amazing. So, Ryan, what is new with you? Um, not, I mean, just, just podcasting. There is not, I mean, we just, I mean, that's all my days are just like podcasting and, and keeping it going, you know, I'm so behind in everything. But since we last spoke, you did have some exciting news that might feel like old news to you, but to our listeners, it might be news. Wait, are we recording already? We yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I I was just, oh my God. I didn't even turn it. I've just been normal, Ryan. I haven't been doing podcasts, Ryan. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I thought we were just getting warmed up here. Um, no, I, I signed. No, no, no. Did you see in the corner it says? Yeah, but I. But sometimes you know, then you'll start, and I, I usually just hit record now at the beginning because I usually forget to hit record now. But so, but no, this is great. I'm, I hope I've been doing good so far. Everybody listening, you have. Um, well done. <laughs> no, no, I signed. I signed with iHeartRadio and uh, Cloud Ten, which is a division of iHeartRadio, and and I get to do the daily podcast for them. And I, I get, I have ads now. I just did uh, for Dame female products for all the the ladies oh, out there. I heard you say vulva many times. I had to see say vulva. So <laughs> I've never. I, the first time I've ever said vulva in my life was on an ad uh, to this week. So that's. <laughs> That's that's what well, you know. Well, before the advert, did you know what it was? I, you know what? That's debatable, actually. If I, I don't know if I still even know what a vulva is, but it sounds technical. Um, it is. Uh, I know it's uh, it's 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 sex toys. It's sexy toys. I don't know. It's. I'm I'm happy to have them as a sponsor. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Any sponsor is a pretty incredible, you know, acknowledgement of how well you're doing. A thousand. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I will, I just won't sell guns. Anything else is fair game. Even if Jack <laughs> created a product? A product? <laughs> oh, yeah. If Jack's created a product or if Lisa Rinna created a product, I would not promote those. I, I agree with you about Lisa Renna and Jackson. Although, you know how they have those things where people sit on it and it makes like gas noises? I feel like someone should do one of Lisa Renna's noises. Oh, like her laugh? Ah! Like, ah! <laughs> Harry! And then Harry's like the opposite. He's like, Lisa, go go uh, run around with this run around with this hose, Lisa. I have a garden out here, Lisa, and I these are tomatoes from the garden. And then she's so loud, but it kind of, I guess you can see the, you can see how it works though. I think it works because he spends all his time in Canada. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot of (laughs) private camping trips and stuff like that. But I, I actually, I mean, I'm even enjoying, I dare to say I even enjoy Lisa Rinna this season because of Harry Hamlin. Like it makes it palatable to a degree. Yeah. But I feel like I'm getting too much Harry and Lisa and, like, for example, not enough Dorit. But Dorit, what is happening with her? Besides, you're amazing. Ryan does the best impression of Dorit. It's become one of my favorites. Yeah. I am Dorit, the child of the world. I have an indiscriminate accent and I sound like C-3PO. And I book it about, I do wedding dresses. Well, by the way, she does what you guys, I mean, She's in your field. Would you would you dress people in Dorit wedding dresses? <laughs> wow. Well, no, because it depends on who her ghost designer is. Like I used to work for a very famous designer, and he was the ghost designer for another very famous designer. So it depends on who she hires to do the real designs. Like if it's Donatella Versace, I will. Dorit designing these wedding gowns. Uh, no you know although she had all the confidence in the world thanks to her experience with Buco de Beppo I don't know that that translates especially as Ryan pointed out just this week on his feed his story indicated to us that they made some changes those are not the original tablecloths yeah they so, put round I mean, tablecloths on de- now so Buco de Beppo is making changes on your designs I mean what's a bride going to do yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, do you guys recommend Beverly Beach? You guys are out there near the ocean. Would you recommend a lot of Beverly Beach wear? Well, I've seen her products in stores and they weren't. Was it Ross? Not... Dress for less? <laughs> no, it was, um, i trying to remember. It was one of like Bloomies or Nordstrom. Somewhere I was actually very surprised to see it. And I was like, is this? and it was some sort of special thing they were doing and it wasn't great and that was the <laughs> that was the extent products live yeah I not had that, that pleasure i am, it was in boca though so keep in mind the standards can be beverly beach and boca questionable yeah well yeah yeah but I have not exactly. seen it yet. But I, you know what? I've never wanted to see it. Yeah, we could do Boca Beach. <laughs> I've never wanted to see it. It's just never like gauge. It's like Leah's. I imagine Leah's designs. They might you can't even look at Leah. She is literally a headache walking. Like last night, her 
attire was so appalling on the most recent episode that when they put her in the pilgrim's clothes, I was like, oh my God, finally, a visual break. <laughs> I'm so confused because she keeps saying she's giving young designers like a break by wearing their clothes. But at the same time, like I don't see this is where I feel like gaslit into fashion, where I feel like she's telling me she's where she's stylish. But at the same time, I'm just not feeling the style. She has the one talking head with the gigantic bow. She has the one talking head where it's like you kind of see her um, like uniboob, you know, and oh, that's so scary. It, but, that one is not same, great. Well, I know she just got like a. a breast augmentation so maybe they have to like you know maybe they have to settle in a bit but um yeah i don't i don't know like i it just doesn't anything doesn't look great and and the married to the mob stuff i know it's considered streetwear and stuff but i just personally don't love it i i don't love her her brand or her style but um mm -hmm. i think it's so funny on watch what happens live they ask isaac mizrahi and he said yeah and she represents but then every time they showed him an outfit he was like no i would never do that i saw that no, as well but it, he was standing up for her style and it confuses yeah. me so much i would know but i think that there is sort of a um push on the side of bravo because even andy admitted on i think his radio show that he was surprised on how everyone turned against yeah. Leah. But when she's on, Andy shows her a lot of love. And I feel like there's this sort of push to be like, no, Leah's cool. Leah's great. We love Leah. Because they don't want the audience to turn on her quite as much as they have. Like, I think they put this idea out there within, like, the Bravo building, if you will, that they are like, no, she is going to be our future core cast. But I think that was a mistake. Well, we have so many rumors about Real Housewives in New York right now, and I, I feel like everybody needs to calm down. No decisions have been made. And also, they, they, you know, the obvious things are they shot in a pandemic year. They only have five ladies. There's a lot of heavy lifting going on. And, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't feel oh. like it's going good. You know? but, but at the same time, you know, I'm not a Fairweather fan. I'm not going anywhere. I'll keep watching regardless. But you want these shows to be fun to watch. And I don't mind learning. I don't care about like I like Ebony. Like, I like Ebony more than I like Leah this season. But it is weird when you only have five ladies and you know three of those ladies so well. Like, we know uh, Ramona, Sonia, and Luann so well that I'm almost getting tired of their shtick, too. Because it's like, how many times, like, how many times have we seen Ramona poop on a floor? Like, it's like, that's becoming normal to me. And that's, that's wild when that becomes normal. I agree with you. I did appreciate her unsubtly trying to suggest it was makeup and as if like she handled <laughs> it really well. I don't wear a lot of makeup. Is that, it, it, is that the kind of makeup it looks like Ramona would wear? First of all, people buy makeup that matches their skin. So that yeah. alone. <laughs> they, should, they, should the right her, they should have made her put it on her face and see if it was her makeup. Right. <laughs> Like prove it. Yeah, like, <laughs> but but and by the way, a lot of people forget in that scene. Then Sonia goes, Sonia's cracking up, and she's like, "I wear a diaper out at least." And I'm like, nobody's talking about like that's even interesting. Like Sonia wears a diaper out. And legitimately, I think Sonia peed herself in that scene. She did because when she was walking away, she's yeah. like, "I peed myself." So yeah. yeah, that shtick is running old, and I usually love poop jokes, and I run out of laughter 
Love on, on those. It I did break it up, though. It did break up the whole monotony of learning things, I guess. Is that like the old chestnut gets broken out of Ramona pooping? But at the same time, I'm j- legitimately worried about Ramona. Between this and the vertigo, maybe something seriously <laughs> is wrong with Ramona. And like, it's like we're all making fun of it. And maybe she's like very sick, you know? Vertigo was like Lisa Vanderpump when she fell on um, Dancing with the Stars. You know, Ramona reenacted her vertigo. (laughs) uh, Yeah, by the way, if I I leave early, just know it's my vertigo, guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I feel like all of the original OGs, like I had an epiphany last night. I was watching it and I realized Lou is not Luann. She is Lucille from Arrested Development. She is like... Yes. I'm like, so haughty when she told the woman, like, look, and you're sweeping. And I was like, oh, my God, she's Lucille. That's a Lucille comment. And I just feel like we love them because they're sort of not old at all, but older, out of touch, in this bubble, and they're so untouched and almost unembarrassed about those things that trying to bring them into the real world it's not gelling and I really like Ebony I think she's fun I think she's chic and I understand her point of like I can't get to the place where I want to have a laugh and giggle with you if I'm concerned about like who you are as a person but I feel like you're trying to like talk to someone who is been drunk for like the last 15 to 20 years and like trying to have a sober conversation if you will like it's not it's not vibing no it's i mean it's really the but also it shouldn't vibe like you know we don't vibe with everybody in our worlds and there's a it's a different generation too ebony's in her 30s these ladies are like later 50s some early 60s and i would be shocked if they all did get along so well and i think you know what Ebony is doing is w- exactly what the producers knew she would do. I, I mean, if anything, it's not Ebony's fault. It's the producer's fault because they knew what they were getting. This is who Ebony has always been, according to Ebony. So it's not like they're like, oh, my God, she's acting like a totally different person. They must have wanted this to come in. They've just put her in a bad position, though, because she's going up against two immovable objects, Luann and Ramona especially, that just refuses to learn. You know, like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. And that is making it, you know, if Ramona would just listen, it would, like she said, she, you know, they would kiki and move on. But Ramona keeps fighting it, so it keeps getting brought back up, and we don't get to move forward with the plot, you know? There is no other plot going on right now. I agree. I thought last night was like one of the first episodes, but maybe it was just me because everyone else I keep talking to did not feel this way where it felt more like old episodes. Like when they were all like when Leah starts crying, where you think it's about like Leah's crying and it's all about Ebony. That was such like a real housewife scene that falling and it has nothing to do with her. That had nothing to do with her. Well, she just wanted the camera on her. Well, at least that's what I think. What do you think, Ryan? No, I mean, I, I think, you know, it definitely was one of those moments, that dark comedy of like, wow, you're at that, this is ridiculous. This isn't about you and you're making it about you, which is definitely a housewives thing, I think. And that was good. And a lot of people are saying, okay, I, I like this episode. It was, but I think I'm very just tired of this season. So even, even when I see this, I kind of like, and at the end was ridiculous because Bershawn was saying this out of nowhere and started calling Sonia a clown and I think that's a really, like, she just said that out of nowhere, like trying to start something. And 
it, it just read really false. And it read like everybody is trying so hard to have something happen. And I think for me, at least, it just read a little bit of like, okay, well, I know you guys are trying to make things happen, but it's, it's not feeling real. Like the realest moment last night for me was the poop. That was a real moment. Like that was real. It like was Ramon, authentic. Ramona goes, that was a makeup and Sonia's laughing hysterically. But then by the end, you know, you had Bershawn saying this clown stuff, which is hurtful to Sonia. But then Sonia was like, okay, fine. I am going to be a clown. And she proceeded to drink and be a clown. Is like, this is what you want from me? Great. And I mean, we had nice moments. Like you had, you had Sonia drinking through her face mask, a whole glass of wine. Amazing. You had these great moments, but overall, it just is not, it's not gelling like Potomac already is or Beverly Hills oh, is man. now. God. When you compare the two, it's just not even comparable. No, I agree. If I may, I feel that, first of all, I 100% agree with you. And I also think for Sean, it just felt like even her saying it, not only did it not make sense because she doesn't really have a relationship, but also it felt strange just how it came out when she was like, oh, I'm bored. Your grandma's this or that. Not that I disagreed with her necessarily in terms of the feeling. It, just, it all just seemed like someone was in her ear being like, you know, we need some energy. But what upset me far more, and I didn't see anyone else, at least when I was on Instagram and sort of on social talking about it i was really upset about the conversation between leah and ebony leah's been around a year ebony's been around a hot second to talk about sonia yeah. and to sort of discuss those type of things on camera it wasn't like a private discussion that they were having but in a way that maybe if i saw you know bethany in the past and luann and ramona discussing sonia that way it, it'll it'll feel really genuine like when bethany took Sonia aside when they were on holiday and told her to stop drinking and all this stuff. It came from a place of really knowing this woman and knowing her pain and, and also the kind of loop she can get into. Like when she's saying, you know, what was it? The shadow and the top knot and the whatever that she was saying on the loop a few seasons. Oh, back. the S word. Yeah, it was like she kept saying, um, oh my God, shod, shod, smoky eye, whatever, <laughs> you know, like, but you know what I'm talking about? But like those people have actually really experienced her for Leah to kind of come in as if she has this long history with Sonia that at this point she's so, <gasps> I just realized what you're wearing. Oh yeah. Are yeah, you wearing yeah. a Brooksmark sweatshirt? I, yes, oh I am. Yeah. I, Talk I, about fashion. Thought I you guys, thought you guys, thought you guys would uh, appreciate the, the fashion. Oh, tell I us. Fit. How is the comfort? Was it? It's good. The comfort's good. I will say, I had to pull a big string from it. A string already like collapsed, and and um, that's not good, you know. But other not than good. that, um, it's very warm. I it's maybe a little too heavy for my liking. But is it fleece? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how. I think so. Actually, yeah, I probably. Um, but I'm not like you know. I'm not fashionable so you're très chic right now no you don't (laughs) yeah i'm very chic i'm very chic right now but um no i i well i think leah i think her talking about sonia comes from a place like you know i think all of these ladies these new ladies are very aware of Sonia because they've watched the entire series. So they are acting like they know her more than they actually do and that's why bershawn is saying that stuff as well like everybody is paying too close attention to these shows it's like jen shaw and salt lake jen shaw went in knowing like she was acting like a housewife oh, yeah. instead of like really just 
being herself. So I feel like, you know, you can't help that either. You're, you're not going to find any of these ladies that aren't aware of housewives anymore, you know? Nothing finishes a look like the perfect bag. Our newest bag obsession is by Rafi NYC. Rafi NYC is an exquisite bag brand that pulls inspiration from all different cultures and architectures. The fine detail and craftsmanship of their miniodiers and clutches will elevate your look in an instant. Add one of these beautiful bags to your collection by going to the Rafi Bags website at rafi.com. That's R-A-F-E dot com. Enter our promotional code SOULSISTERS, S-O-L-S-I-S-T-E-R-S, for 20% off all your purchases. That's true. And it does, does affect the show, especially because they continue, which I think is a huge mistake, but to sort of it, like not break the fourth wall. I personally am a huge fan of like on Jersey Shore, they constantly break the fourth wall. They'll kind of gym from the office, look right at the camera and kind of react when something yeah. is too well. And they're even like, I was watching this season and something happened with Angelina and they were like, well, it's because, you know, when you're a reality star, you get this and this happening, blah, blah, blah. Like they're so upfront. And I think part of the problem is if you saw Leah and Ebony being like, this is just like what we saw on the show and see in person, it feels like X, Y, Z. It would feel more authentic than them trying to have this conversation as if they come from a place of intimate knowledge of her. Yeah. Well, I mean, also the fact that we're really diving into the minutia of all of this stuff really just shows me how the, the show isn't working because, you know, with Beverly Hills or Potomac, I'm just enjoying, I'm just watching, I'm just letting it kind of wash all over me instead of going like, why isn't this working? You know, like it just, I think the viewers go and, and, you know, like, I don't care about the hard conversations. I'm down for hard conversations. Uh, I just don't feel like there is a lot of chemistry between these ladies for good or bad, because chemistry doesn't have to be ladies getting along. I feel Giselle and Karen have amazing chemistry on Potomac, but it's, they, they hate each other chemistry, you know? Yeah. And we definitely have to talk Potomac. That was such an amazing first episode. Cause that's a show that yeah. really works. I mean, first episode, they used to be continued appropriately. And it was amazing. <laughs> Every week. No one needs No, it. you can use to be continued when you're cutting that scene and you're picking up on that scene. Yeah, you because can't use to be continued in like an out show that happens every week because then it's like, well, but every show, I know that's every why show I is to every... be continued. Yeah, every show Thank we already you. we already assume it's to be continued, you know, so unless it's canceled. But yeah. it's it's one of those like and I think at this point they're putting it in just to piss us off. So yeah. I signed your petition though. I immediately <laughs> went and was like, No, I'm putting my personal email on this. That's how much I felt for. Um I that is so funny because I did that as like, you know, obviously a joke. I did a change.org, you guys, to say, you know, Bravo producers have to stop using to be continued. But then I noticed this week a couple of like web like reality show websites or news picked it up as an article and put it in the article and i was like oh my god this was kind of a joke but people are actually um taking it somewhat seriously you know because i, think I it's find it really important. important it's a yeah. really good point because with bravo every time they have a fight they always end it on the middle so they don't need to do that we know we're never gonna get what would be more shocking is if they had it where they actually put it at the beginning of the episode and let us like walk through it. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm very excited for Beverly Hills, uh, which I don't know when this will come out, but you know, Beverly Hills, I look forward to every week. And now I'm going to look forward to Potomac every week because those shows are working and New York just isn't working. And it's, I, I'm not like everybody, like, I think it'll work again. Obviously it's an institution and it's not going anywhere, but I do think that, you know, it's all right. If a show doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. There are so many other great things out there and, and you just like, hopefully trust the producers that they'll fix it. I mean, this is where I would be more interested in what's going on behind the scenes than what we're seeing in front of the camera. I agree. Hopefully that they are getting in touch with like Dorinda. No, not Dorinda. I knew you were going to say that. Bethany and Tinsley. And then no, I don't want, I do not want Bethany back. Bethany thinks her shit doesn't stink. And I don't want, like, I think she thinks she is queen of the mountain and I don't want to keep feeding into that. Like, I don't, I don't want Bethany to think she needs to save New York. I want New York to save itself without feeding Bethany's ego. I see. Ryan. I've been waiting to say this to you for a minute. I told you her show was going to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. I mean, it's, but by the way, uh, that is a show that another show that didn't work. Like it just was very awkward to watch. I mean, I still watched the whole big shot with Bethany, but it didn't make a lot <laughs> of sense. It didn't make, and I just didn't, it just didn't make a lot of sense. And it made me, it made me realize Bethany needs those other ladies as much as those other ladies need Bethany, you know? Oh, of course. And that's why I wouldn't mind her coming back. Because, see, I don't want Dorinda to come back because I don't believe that someone could go from being as angry for as many years and sort of a simmering agitation for as many years as she was and then come back one year later and have, like, a better energy. But Bethany's energy has she- been the same. Yeah, always potentially annoying, but no, but Dorinda is, uh, Dorinda, I think, Dorinda, I really do think will come back next season just because of how off this season is. Now, if this season was working, I don't think it would even be considered, but I think they are going to be in a little bit of a panic mode. I don't think they're going to be firing people, but I do think they'll be adding people, and I think Dorinda will be one of those people just to, like, give the fans something to feel like they're, they're, they're being listened to. Do you think they're going to keep Leah? Yeah. I think they're going to keep, I think they're going to keep Ebony. I think that was a hard Leah. yes. Yeah. Well, but I don't, it's not that I'm saying that I think they should. I just think you can't cut anybody when they're going to use the excuse that it's a pandemic season. There a lot was riding on those five ladies and we gotta, we gotta give them a shot when the, the world is fully open again. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I like Leah, though, but I'm biased. But, like, we fired people during pandemic season. Well, that was Real Housewives of Orange County, particularly. But also Kelly Dodd made that really easy. Like, she really riled people up in a lot of ways and made made it they made it very hard to work with her. So she did that to herself, I think, in a lot of ways. She couldn't get out of her own way. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was – they did make cast shakeups there. I just – I have a feeling it's not going to, I'm curious to see if the Dallas rumors are true with real housewives of Dallas, who they're keeping and who, who is uh, leaving, but we'll see. I just, I think 
right now the fans are just really angry and I don't think anybody particularly knows exactly why they're angry. I mean, I've, I've seen Ebony things. I've seen Leah things. I've seen Ramona. Every one of that cast has been picked apart and everybody said, Oh, this person leaves. No, this person leaves. We're going to find out regardless. And in the meantime, there's Potomac and Beverly Hills to love and, and cherish and, you know, ride, ride it out. You know, like that's, I mean, that's the other thing is that, it also is giving us something to do. It's giving us stuff to complain about, which the fans love to complain. Who wouldn't? And, you know, I have to say, though, I think one of the reasons that New York not working is such a conversation is because it's something we've all been able to take for granted. I think since its inception, it's worked. And so this is the first time where the season really feels off. Not a person on it, but like the whole season feels off. And I think it's just shocked everyone. Like this thing that we could take for granted that would always, yeah. And we're like, what? But, and especially because a lot of the elements that you would say make New York work are there, but they're just not there correctly in a way. Well, we've seen the high highs of where New York has been at its best. And I mean, the other thing I do think about, though, is is that maybe there is a shelf life with housewives. Like maybe there needs to be like a five year rule that nobody goes past five years. I mean, I really do. I just at a certain point, you're going to have to make or break and go, OK, do we want to keep going on Luann's journey? Do we have we seen everything that we can see? You know, like at a certain point, they are going to I don't know if you age out of housewives but they do have to give a nod to the younger generation. And you could say they're doing that with Leah and Ebony a little bit, but I just don't believe Leah and Ebony would be friends with these, these ladies in real life. So you're already starting off on a reality show. That's not real with just pointing that out. No, I agree with you, but I don't want them to go young. I think they should like, if we're going to do it like a presidency where they can only have like a four year term, well then I would want them to, we should vote in the same <laughs> age group, but like tag each other out. Yeah. I think what makes housewives and always has made housewives such an interesting like show and really interesting in a in psychological way to like really watch them and everything is their age group bracket and that they're women of a certain age that maybe in the past didn't get really like kind of really get like the limelight on them this is actually showing them as ron would say from parks and recreation in their natural environment and it's very interesting to watch because you don't really get to do that often and when you start going like leah and younger and especially if you have a young mentality because i think like portia came in and did a beautiful job it doesn't work to me. Like, I don't want to watch somebody who's still so lost. And Leah is an amazing example of somebody who I think is like tragically so lost in life. Even She's her, very confused. Like, the tattoo? Like the tattoo. If you're converting to be Orthodox Jews, you don't get, that's forbidden. Well, but, 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 you know, that's a perfect example of like, we start the season off with Leah saying she's converting I, we don't really find out exactly why or what that religious calling was all about. And to me, that is one of the most fascinating things that you could possibly have of like, I want to know more about this. I want to know why you were called to the Jewish religion. Why were you called to the faith? Uh, you know, like, cause I want to know more about that and that's real supposedly, but we don't hear anything about it. She just throws it out like just a, a little thing. And to me, that's not a little thing. That's a huge thing. And, but then also she, there's a lot of stuff on camera that happens that doesn't like coexist with that, you know, in terms of like they show her eating um, octopus 
well, that's not kosher. They show her getting a tattoo. Well, that's not allowed. Like, you know, there's things that, and oftentimes, especially when it's not for marriage, when it's something that you, it's a journey that you're taking on your own, when you have someone convert from a religion to an, another religion, usually they're very passionate about it. So they really embrace it quite strictly, you know, like, and like what, like maybe like Alana and I would be, you know. Yeah, because we, you're not, you didn't grow up with it and you're not taking it, you know, as just, yeah. I'm making these decisions myself, it's mine. So it's a bit strange that she makes this thing. And even when her grandmother passed, she was like sitting Shiva. She was on the floor in black. I mean, she dressed like a pilgrim, but she was sort of dressing and acting as if she was really embracing the religion in a way that was very interesting when it was juxtaposed with the fact that like, in the same episode, they show they're eating non-kosher food. And I just want to know more about that journey, not because out of judgment, but just out of like, like you said, like what's drawing her to it and why, like, why is she doing it orthodox or say, claiming that when she's not actually doing it? And like, what does she see? Like, what is she being told and taught? I'm very curious. I want to know what her family thinks about it. We had one small conversation with her dad over the phone, but I want to see what her daughter thinks of it. I want to see what her sister thinks of it. I mean, these are all things that I'm like, if this is real, that to me is worth exploring, even if it, you know, but, you know, you don't want to use religion as some sort of, um, oh, this will be a fun plot line for me this season. But then it's not, it's, it's, I don't know. It it was another confusing element of, Real Housewives of New York. I just didn't understand, and it's really not played much of a part since the first episode. I agree. No, no. I feel like they don't know. I don't. I feel either there was stuff where maybe, which is off camera stuff, like maybe the rabbi didn't want to be seen. Maybe the way they're cutting it is not in order. But I definitely think it's very confusing because on Watch What Happens Live, when she was on, she even said like that. She was answering some questions and said, "Well, because she's Catholic and Jewish." she can answer this question <laughs> again i found it so interesting like you don't convert to be a cashew but i just want to know like what like what is this journey but yeah. speaking of better journey should we get into potomac <laughs> yes <laughs> you like the way i did good segue good segue yeah dana's great segue. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys think first thoughts I know we said I mean, it, was, it was amazing. It was really, I mean, it was like there was nothing. I mean, it was great from the first moment to the last moment. I enjoyed the entire thing. And what do we think about Robin? What is happening? So I want to just throw this out there. I like Robin's sleepiness. And I know we kind of sometimes tease about it and, you know, reference it, but I like that she sort of does what she wants. She shows up when she wants. She shows up energy-wise when she wants. And she sort of just isn't, um, like, the most over-the-top housewife. And so many housewives are trying to steal scenes, like, you know, with Leah, where she was trying to do the tear thing. And with Robin, I really appreciate that she kind of – like low key is like, yeah, I'm doing this, I guess like, that's cool. But this felt different. This felt like there was a sadness. And that made me really sad because I feel like one in at least it came across to me like his intention was to motivate her and excite her. But I don't think the way he was doing it was uplifting necessarily. So she seemed like she kind of was, you know, kind of stuck in that sadness. And that made me very sad 
for her. Well, that was probably Robin, the only sadness I saw. Well, yeah, I mean, I think Robin is a lot of us throughout the pandemic, you know, you know, it really affected us and, and just, you know, trying to find that motivation and what's to look forward to and all of that stuff. And yeah, most men are not going to provide for women emotionally the way that they should be provided for. But with Juan, you also get the sense that like, yeah, they've gone through a lot of troubles in their marriage and all this stuff. And I think Juan realizes, you know, he wants to be, he wants to have a family. He wants this to be a home base. And sometimes that's not, you know, they, they, there's a reason why they had issues in the first place. Those issues just don't magically disappear. So of course, I mean, I think when, you know, then some, you know, your partner's sleeping until 2 PM, that's probably not the most attractive thing for him. And it kind of probably feeds into his original things of why, maybe like there's been issues with him and Robin from his perspective. Cause it seems like she says he's somebody that can exist on four hours of sleep. And um, so I think that kind of comes into play. Uh, but yeah, it's, it just doesn't seem like it is the most romantic of relationships because they've been through mm-hmm. a lot together. And sometimes that does wear off. Question. Do we think he should go to sleep later? So he too wakes up at two. <laughs> no, he has a job during the day. He doesn't. I think he. I think he leaves the Does house. He? I think. He, well, well, I mean, who knows? <laughs> All I can say is, I'm. I go to sleep late. I sleep in, and you know, I. In a very, um, not underhanded way, encouraged my husband over the years to follow my <laughs> patterns of sleep and life because that's what makes a good relationship. So he's. One, not adapting correctly. Ilana and I have an addiction, but it's something we've both come to accept. Accessories. Nikki Rooks is our go-to when accessorizing any outfit. Her unique designs are amazing standalone pieces or work gorgeously stacked together. You can shop Nikki Rocks by going to her website, NikkiRocks.com. N-I-C-K-I-R-O-X-X.com. Apply our discount code STYLISHLYSOLOMON25 for 25% off. STYLISHLYSOLOMON25. Solomon with all O's. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. We know you'll thank us later. Happy shopping! Because what I'm hearing is, you know, kids are young enough to learn new ways. Juan <laughs> gotten past the point where he can I, learn better I don't ways. Even, I don't even think that's even up for discussion with them. I don't even think that's even a thought in either of their minds. I don't even think she would suggest, because Robin also seems like the kind of person that says she's going to wake up and then does and just doesn't want to get out of bed. So just keeps going back to sleep. I agree, but or, I see them have this conversation. Like, and Juan... Yeah. Robin, like she might have been mentally ill or something if she asked him. Like some, yeah, but like some people do really well doing a lot in bed, you know, like you could podcast in bed, you can scroll through Instagram, you can eat food depending on your comfort zone. With by the, by the way, I feel like I feel like you guys are spying on me. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot can be done from the bed. So maybe it's not about like how awake she is or isn't, but like what he how he wants to see her doing things so what we're really seeing is that this relationship needs some compromises like maybe he should be doing more in bed well i think he teaches basketball to kids i don't think you can do that in bed that would be awkward yeah no i mean i i'm upset at juan just because i get jealous of people that don't need sleep like i i feel it really brutally now if i don't get 
you know, sleep. And, and uh, I hate that about myself. I would love to be somebody that could function on very little sleep. You know, that would be exciting. So many, I would love to have more hours in the day sometimes. Don't relate to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I'm high functioning at all hours of the day. Like if I'm awake, I'm very awake. But I sleep extremely well. Like, give me 14 hours and I can tell you I could sleep a little. I'm tired. So are you like, like does that mean you're untroubled? Like, you just, you, you feel like you have no troubles and that way you're, you're, it's easy for you to sleep? No, but she is very like, compartmentalizing. Like, no other. I, very good. Like, I'll give you an example. If my husband puts me in a car, like, like a baby, I immediately fall asleep. And then, you know, if I'm sitting on the couch and I've just eaten dinner, I immediately fall asleep. But I wake up and when I'm up, I'm full energy. I don't need that adjustment period. <laughs> you like for five minutes, maybe, no? Only in the morning. Only if I get my good 10 hours. <laughs> I mean, I took, I took melatonin last night and uh, it made me so drowsy this morning. Like I need hours just to get to like any kind of normal place. I think this is fine. I feel like any, I really think 11 a.m. is a beautiful time to get. <laughs> that's my ideal time. I think that's what our grandmother did, right? Yeah. I start my day with coffee in bed and a snuggle with my little tiny Simba, my toy poodle. And, you know, scrolling through Instagram and that usually is around 11. That's the ideal perfect time to start my day. I like starts if I have to be at work at a certain time. I will literally a half an hour countdown, set my alarm. So when I have to be there, give myself 10 minutes and rush out. Well, that's a, it was funny when I had a, a normal job before the pandemic, you know, it was funny how I really would wait till the last minute to get everything. And I could get everything going and in the car in less than 30 minutes, I could get everything. And now it's just so funny where it takes me kind of hours to get to a functioning place. I think, you know, of course, due to the pandemic and stuff, but I used to, I used to go so fast with everything, you know? Yeah, no, I get you. I'm still, but also now you're like in this place of great success and luxury. So you're like, I have luxury, to what do you mean? I wouldn't have like, <laughs> from my bed usually. That's not luxury. That that is a luxury. How is that not luxury? That's the dream. It really is. No, I mean, there's aspects of it that are, are very dreamlike. But yeah, I know. I mean, I get, there is elements to that that is exciting, but then I don't know. It, it's something that I think about all the time of, of, I have a list of things to do every day of like, do sit-ups, do push-ups, do this, do that. And, you know, every day, you know, I go to bed at night going tomorrow is when that starts. That list is going to get, and then you, the next day you're like, ah, I don't need to do push-ups. I don't, we'll do that tomorrow. You know, like you can, it is funny how much we push things off or how much I push things off. And I mean, if I can just get the podcast done every day, that's like a victory at this point, you know? Well, they're amazing podcasts. Honest. They are. <laughs> and, and, and you're forgetting they also all come with a musical component that takes oh, yeah, a lot of time and love yeah, yeah, yeah. so i mean the combination that's two separate whole things it really You've is done yeah. two things yeah no, and you is. probably fed yourself well, that's <laughs> debatable yeah i mean like uh no no i mean it is it but it's just such a different existence than what i lived before uh the pandemic so it is it, it it's, it's interesting as things are slowly getting back to normal where it will never really get back to normal for me because normal before this was um, having a job, having a full-time job, having a place to go every day. And that's not going to go back to the way it was before this. So it's really getting used to the new normal on top of the new normal of, 
you know, it's just life is so different. And I think it does take all of us time to, to catch back up to uh, just even our basic lives. If you still had the same job. I mean, I have friends now finally going back into the office for the first time. And uh, that's got to be wild. Like, cause your body's just not yeah. used to it. You know, of course, even me, my, um, the, I, I, the woman I do yoga with, um, she has a full-time job, but she just started going back. And I can't imagine cause during the pandemic, while Lana and I had our own thing, I was also working the whole time still. Um, so I never had like that kind of break. It must be such like the worst thing. Also, she just had a baby. So I can't imagine those two things like after the pandemic and going in the worst. Well, she, she now I think only goes in once a week. She got it down. So well, I, I for about three years was working, doing visuals for Intermix. So it was a very corporate job, but before that and now I'm doing outside that. So actually I think those three years were weirder for me than now. <laughs> because now it's much more my natural self. Like it was very odd for me, like having set schedule and set time and no control over like my holidays and like limited times I could do whatever I wanted. I just, I didn't, I didn't care for it. But I also really felt it was when we went into the quarantine, not quarantine, the isolation and all that stuff. It felt much more natural. So I think I would have a really hard time transitioning to something different than that because I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, no, it is. It it is interesting that really my main worry is just, I have to get a po like doing a daily podcast. I just need to make sure the podcast is done, you know? And, but it is, you know, at the end of the night is usually when I finish putting everything together. So like right before I go to bed, like I'm working right up until usually the moment. So it's, it's a definitely just a different lifestyle of like, okay, you know, at the end of the night, you know, you're going to be talking to listeners, you know, you're going to be talking to about your thoughts and, and it, it's really exciting. And um, it's also kind of weird. Like I can talk up right until like the stuff that just happened, like to tonight, I'm sure I will talk about whatever happened in court with free Britney. So, you know, like I know that I know it, it, it's like a certain responsibility of like, okay, well, I can't get ever too drunk. I can't ever get too, cause I know I got to come back and, and I have a responsibility not that anybody really, you know, like, oh, I need this or I'm going to die. It's not like life or death, but it is something that I'm like, I, this is a promise that I've made, you know? But I think people no, very much look forward to listening to your, your yeah. oh, I have a, an awesome, awesome audience and, and all of that, but it is funny of like, that really is how my schedule is. But at the end of the night, I'm putting this together. Like that is, this is how I usually go to bed now, you know? Well, see, that's an example of a good change that the pandemic brought. And according to Giselle, the pandemic brought her a bad change because she and Jamal could no longer date in the phone. Oh, they now whatever. had to separate. That's all. That's all. She's lying. Like, they didn't have a real relationship anyways. I'm sorry. I did not buy that at all. And, like, I'm just really – I'm not – I – love Giselle on the show. She is a necessary part of the show, but I love to hate Giselle. It's Thanks. like, yeah. I love to hate Giselle. I do not like her. And the fact that she's saying, how dare Karen get in my business? That's all Giselle does is get in people's business. The fact that the pot calling the kettle black and the pot is uh, really horribly dressed like Giselle is. Giselle has, no <laughs> it's no, I, I really dislike Giselle and, but I realize she's a necessary part of that show, but I, I 
you know, like how dare you? That's why I really do root for Karen. Karen is an underdog. Karen is somebody that seems like she's fought for everything that she's gotten. And I love that she's having a little success right now. I love that she's having a moment, you know? I love Karen. I do too. I love when the producers wrote Young Hot Karen <laughs> and they showed the flashback yeah, feature. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I would great. like them to, uh, to show us more, she did, but they've showed us that picture quite a few times at this point. I would like another picture of Young Hot Karen because I believe there's many out there. But I love Karen, and I even loved when she was on Watch What Happens Live the way they asked her if she would switch any classmates, and she said no. Like everyone, you know, makes the show great. Like I really appreciate it. Everybody provides. That everybody provides yeah. on that show. You can throw the ball to any of these ladies and they're going to have some sort of good scene, interesting scene, and it seems effortless right now. I mean, that last mm -hmm. dinner scene of Giselle pulling that out of nowhere of, well, that's never going to happen because you know I don't like Karen. And Karen going immediately, not even like reaction, she goes, well, the feeling's mutual, feeling's mutual. And like they go back and, and forth. It, it, I mean, really amazing stuff. Another franchise would never be, like, realize that New York couldn't do that right now. They would not be able to go back and forth like that. No, that well, you also wouldn't have someone say the fiery box comment and then immediately on the show after be like, we're all great. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Karen's amazing because she'll just put pull stuff out of thin air that doesn't make a lot of sense. But she says it with such conviction that, you know, you know, I just I mean, it's amazing. Like, it is amazing. But am I wrong that what she was trying to say is that Giselle has herpes and that therefore she can't keep a man because that's what I took about when she was talking about the fiery box and a hot box. Okay, that part that but what about the sing sing. Well the sing sing okay, I she heard said a rumor. on Watch What Happens Live she thought that was a loony bin. Yeah, so I heard a rumor that there was a rumor supposedly going around that when Jamal first uh their relationship dissolved because of the cheating there's a rumor that she checked herself into a correctional facility or not a, uh, like a, a mental rehab or a rehabilitation. Mental, yeah. yeah. And so that she thought that it was Sing Sing. So Giselle had a Selena Gomez moment. Yeah. I mean, supposedly, mm -hmm. but that the first time around, not this past time, oh. which would make a sense a lot too. When how uh, Giselle's dad hates Jamal, you know, like she's obviously been through it, you know? Yeah. But I didn't believe last year it was real. I don't think Jamal knew they were dating. No. I don't I think he was clued he, into it. <laughs> I feel like he came on and was like, I'm being like a normal, like our back and forth. And Giselle <laughs> had another thing planned. Because didn't he do a few different interviews after and was like, we weren't dating, we're friends. I'm, like, I remember like reading something like that. I don't know, because remember when he did that series of posts yeah. and he was like, I'm not a whore. He did say that, the timeline. He said, it's all about the timeline. He goes, I got a receipt. I got the receipt book. You know, I got the receipt, or I got the bank or something. I don't just have the receipts. I have the bank. But by the way, I do think, I mean, whether he stands up for herself or not, I think he's really gross. And I always worry about, I always worry about any religious figure that dresses better than their flock. I think I just don't trust that. I don't trust making money off God. I, I mean, that's just a personal thing. I find that really disturbing to me. That's a personal opinion. And, you know, there's just too many rumors about him, like hooking up with people in his congregation and stuff. And to me, it's like, that's a problem, you know? No, I agree. Jamal seems like he's very layered. 
almost like very the- layered. You mean his outfits are very layered, not him as a person. Yeah. But like he seems like, but I do like Mary Crosby. Well, yeah, I like Mary Crosby too. But Mary, but Mary Cosby also we like her. But I mean, that's an Mary. Mary Cosby speaks like Karen Huger, but there's also something. There's something potentially. I mean, there is something off about Mary Cosby. I'm excited to explore that more in the second season. I mean, I definitely. Oh yes, he is a cult leader allegedly, but I do mm-hmm. want to know. And it seems like she's stealing all the money as well, like or taking. Well, also she's hired all her family, but doesn't seem to really know them that well. Yeah, I mean, Charlinda, she doesn't know her, them at all. her housekeeper, is also her cousin and her best friend, but she's also not friends with her. She says, but she also doesn't know her, and she knows nothing about her life. But she told <laughs> everything about her, like she's always in the closet with Charlinda. No, I think this is great. Why hasn't Hot Wives created a new series around like this whole thing that's happened? I have written to Casey and Danielle about this. And by the way, they've not written back. And I think it is a huge mistake that we have not gotten a season three. You know, there is Vegas, there's Orlando. Like, there's so many other locations they've not hit upon. Well, I mean, I think that's, I mean, they're bringing Miami back on Peacock. But have you ever watched Hot Wives, the the mockery? Oh yeah, the I'm mockery, sorry. the mockumentary. Yes. You know what? No, I haven't. I I watched the Bachelor mockumentary they did. No, this one's so much better. It has like, and they even because on one of the ones I was just watching, they even just did like something that like the way they made up a fight that two characters got in that I feel like just happened on. They get your finger out of my face. No, it wasn't that one. Something just happened. I'll, I'll think about it later and tell you guys later. But you, no, you have to watch it. Do you have a Hulu account? Because if you don't, I don't know where you can watch it. Yeah. yeah no, totally. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, please to make a note. Hot Wives of Orlando is like season one. Hot Wives of Las Vegas is season two. It is amazing comedy. Everything. Fei-Fei is me. Great cast. Um, Phaedra. <laughs> and she's the best character and she travels between both shows okay she does. yeah she no I, I i just actually listened to casey wilson's uh book last week on my drive back from oh Arizona. i'm listening to that right now yeah i loved it i thought it was great i just finished watching black monday i have not read the book yet yeah i, I just well, listened then. listened to the book She's great. Yeah, on Black I too. Monday, I support her there. I want to see. I want to watch Black Monday. That, I, I actually added that to my list. It's so good. I keep telling Alana to go get through because it just has like everyone and their mother. Alana, has, I'm just like stuck on episode three. And her husband. What's her husband? Paul Shear and. Yeah. And June Diane. June Diane, Raphael, and. Yes. All. Mm-hmm. You guys, they're amazing on it. I'm making a note to myself. Oh, but you know what? Didn't you say that you love Ted Lasso? I did. I thought that was insanely charming, and I thought it was really great. That's where we that- live. That it, it it it's filmed in Richmond. That's where we live. Oh in, wow! In I mean, that's that's in where Surrey. you're from. Okay, not now. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. I was like, you're not there right now, are you? Okay, yeah. Um, no, no they, they, it, but like literally, 
the place where they like do 90% of this scene, which is like this sort of square is where I had my first date with my husband. And I'm always like, oh, that's the gelato place you took me to. And that's like, you know, it's so wonderful seeing it. I just love the show even more because it is such a charming show, but also because like they literally like walk down places and I'm like, oh, that's where Topshop is, you know? And the second, the second season comes out in a couple of weeks. Oh, I need I'm to- so excited. Yeah. So good. Yet. It's good. It's a quick it's watch. Very good. I'll, I'll watch it. I just binge some. And I watch it with my husband, and he's not a Bravo fan, so it's nice to find shows we can both like. Well, yeah, I was. It, 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 it's interesting on the shows that couples can share together in terms of Bravo. Like, it usually is only like Summer House and Below Deck. Um, guys seem to be all right with, but like the Housewives are a real uh, touch and go with guys. Yeah. Well, my husband will watch any of it. In fact, when I'm watching it and he's like on his computer watching like a food show or something, he puts the earpods in. So he doesn't even want to hear it. It's like Juan Dixon a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But in my case, he's okay with the fact that I oversleep. Do you watch Married to Medicine? You know, I started watching it um, because I was somebody that didn't watch it at all. So I started watching the first season and uh, I really like it, but it is, it's slow going because there's so many other things that I watch, but uh, it it was a blind spot for me. So I'm trying to rectify that. It's amazing. To me, I always told Alana, like when I was trying to get her into um, like originally like different shows, Potomac and Housewives and Married to Medicine, I think, are the two realest. Like, if you're really looking for people who are going to, like, show their relationships and give who they are 100%. And it all begins and ends with relationships with these shows. If you actually have real relationships, you can mine good scenes out of them, you know? Oh, my God. Then you'll love Married to Medicine. Well, yeah, especially because, you know, in your podcast, you know, on your podcast today, even you were talking about, like, one of the reasons you really liked the article um, with, Ted Lasso actor and you liked it because he was like being very real about his breakup with Olivia Wilde and sort of talking about relationship I can honestly say I have never seen anything similar to Mary to like comparable Mary Medicine in their in-depth raw and real reflection of relationships and the cast is so honest so exposed so vulnerable in fact they're all even when they fought with each other they're all so supportive of each other when they're having marital issues to like help each other heal either as individuals or as couples it's incredible there's nothing like it and as someone who was married as someone who might you know hopefully find their love soon maybe with each other and obviously as someone <laughs> currently married it's really nice to watch so that you can you know see the like you can relate to these moments to like okay this is how i should communicate or this is what works it's an amazing yeah. show but before we close out on potomac i do want to know what do you think of mia the new cast member for the little that we saw of her i thought she was great i thought th- there's a lot of stuff in there to kind of dig into she obviously doesn't know how to count that's exciting uh she's gotten a lot of uh surgery which she's happily admits um you know i think there's a lot of stuff that i'm really curious about so it didn't 
you know, like I thought it was perfect. I thought it was like not um, completely out of the realm of like, I think it, it works so far. I loved her relationship with Karen. Um, you can already see that, you know, Giselle is skeptical as she is with any new person. And I think it's a really, I think it's a good addition. And I, it bums me out because I was an actual Monique fan and I still am, but I, you didn't miss Monique. Like, it, you know, like I didn't, it, there was not a huge gap. There was not a huge hole. And that sh shows you how well that show works is that it wasn't a loss, you know, where I do feel with New York, you feel the loss of Dorinda and Tinsley. You don't feel the loss here because they have a lot of other cast members, you know? I agree. Do you think that Candace should have come back and no. Monique, like, do you agree with the higher firing of it? No, I, I mean, well, just because I took the Candace thing really personal and I always say, my mom always told me, if you go running around your, if you go running your mouth off, eventually somebody's going to shut it for you, you know? And that was just how I was raised of like, don't, don't, don't Becky shit talk Bailey. all the time. Yeah, but like she, but, but Candace, how do you run your mouth that much? And like Monique definitely was mentally imbalanced to do that. Horrible, horrible, horrible. But like, don't be shocked that it happened. Like, don't be shocked that it happened. If you run your mouth, like it's going to happen again too. Because guess what? Cameras are not cameras. People aren't like, people don't like to be shouted out like that. You know? I, I know I would never lay hands on somebody and it takes somebody that's really disturbed to lay hands on somebody. But it is within the realm of possibility that that happened because she was, it, it wasn't like that just happened out of the blue. She had been running her mouth, running her mouth, running her mouth, running her mouth, you know, and that does wear on people. So I agree with your mom, obviously, but I also agree with my mom who always says that if you get in a fight, you and the other person are both wrong. Yeah. And she'll tell you what you both did wrong. And I feel like if Monique was asked to leave, then so should have Candace. I don't think that was a leave, but I think if no, Monique, Monique wasn't chose there, to leave. Monique chose to leave. Chose to leave. But are we yeah. sure? Yeah, yeah, I because think no, I always don't I did talk to no, no. I talked. I talked to somebody that was actually close to the situation, and they say it was like it really was. She was offered a contract. She chose not to come back. She chose to come back, not come back. I think after the second reunion. So, like you know, she was going to come back, and then for for whatever reason. You know, she didn't. And I will always be bummed that we didn't get to see some kind of resolution between Candace and Monique, you know? I agree. And I, I hope maybe this is just a break and she'll come back. But I think I either read or I saw her on something basically saying that, like, she felt the way they edited and also kind of had set up the second and third reunion was to make, like, her husband and her look a certain way. And she said that's when, I think this is what I, like, she said, like, that's when she knew she couldn't come back. Like, that they were, they are just being too dodgy. But I think she'll come back. I, I'm really struggling. The one thing that... I think he was trying to say something, but there's no... Oh, sorry. Volume. Yeah, you, you see? Oh, yeah, there's no volume, Ryan. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you accidentally mute us? Mute, mute, mute. No, mute. Not mute. Did you say mute? No, nope. no, not. Well, I said mute, but I meant mute. It's done. <laughs> 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 oh, I heard you. Yes, can you hear me? No, nope. I yes, can't. Yeah. Oh, really? Hi, no. It's actually even more clear than it was before oh wow congratulations okay vulva <laughs> <laughs>
Well, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be back. <laughs> Do you sorry have time to quickly discuss, um, sorry, um, Shaw's or? Um, uh, I don't know Shaw's as well as I should, but I will happily participate. I thought we were going to discuss Beverly Hills, not Shaw's. Yeah, we can do Beverly Hills and... and yeah, I'm happily uh, Beverly Hills, definitely. Okay. I liked Crystal's leather pants. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you Wait, but you, you were that. saying something. Oh, you were. That's why we knew that I noticed. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I was just saying that... I, I, I was just saying that I don't know if Monique's decision... I mean, I, I just said I don't know about Monique's decision. There was nothing really big there. I just that I just uh, don't know if why she was saying she was leaving is the real reason why she was leaving. I think at a certain point, is it really mentally... And if, if by the way, if she is at a point where she's hitting people, she probably knows it's not mentally healthy for her either. So she does need to take a year off. But I think she's... Do you think, though, that... But I do think that a lot of these women, especially when they're a little more seasoned, but they are very concerned about their edit. So if your actions are not at all aware of your edit, you've also, like, that's not good either. Like, you should have some sort of sense of composure that you're aware there's cameras there. Like, this is not just a blip in time. Like, things are happening. Because I actually think, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying I, I've had bad, I've had bad years of my life and I'm not able to blame it on a bad edit. You know, like we just have bad years sometimes. And I feel like, you know, everybody blames it on a bad edit when it's like, it's okay to have a bad year. It's okay to not be perfect. It's not, you know, it's like, we don't always have to blame it on a bad edit. You know, like it is what it is. But I do think like, for example, in Beverly Hills with a lot of Sutton's behavior, I think her fear of getting a bad edit is creating her behavior in this sort of more erratic way. And I think like on the, I know this sounds maybe a little bizarre, but on the other hand, I felt like Monique was at such a point maybe mentally where she wasn't even caring how it was going to look in that moment. I mean, she didn't just hit kids she went back for a second round so it's like when you've lost all that sort of sense of boundaries it's kind of like if you'll walk outside with only your boxers on like when you've lost your sense of maybe i should keep some of this inside maybe it's not a great time to be on camera and also monique doesn't need the show whereas i think candace needs the show i think candace needs the money that comes from the show i think candace needs this show and notoriety where i don't think monique needs it you know yeah, but that usually makes a better housewife, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Well, I think Monique will be back. I'm not worried. But I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where the rest of the season go. I mean, it's it's working out perfectly so far. The season's amazing, you know? It's amazing. I agree. I'm never worried about Potomac. They've always... Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Such this, a is their, this is their moment. Yeah, and I've watched them since they premiered, so just seeing, like, even people react, like, last year was so exciting. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I've been there since the beginning. I know I would love for Kitty to come back. Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting as well. Katie. Hmm. (laughs) She's my kind of crazy. I like her. Yeah, she is, but her hair. Not crazy, but you know what I mean. Like Yeah. Her hair journey has been so interesting. Okay. Well. Beverly Hills. Yes. 
I mean, I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to watch the new episode. I mean, I think it is firing on all cylinders. I just love watching it. I think it's an example of like Potomac where every piece of it kind of works. I don't think there's a weak link. Even, you know, you can say Dorit's not being focused on, but to me, it's like, you don't have to be. It's she's great in the background. You have Kathy Hilton saying crazy crap every week. It's great. You know, it makes it easier to have really dramatic things like the Erica Jane stuff. Um, Kyle. I mean, I, I just really enjoy watching it. You know, I love, I, I, do believe that it's performative but i love everything about kathy hilton i think she's giving us simple life vibes and i'm all for it yeah i don't care if it's performative i totally believe it. i love, I love it. it you know you mean yeah i love it was it hunky dory i think this woman is brilliant i think she knows who is hunky dory i think she could tell us all about the journey of hunky dory and every single place that they've been in their life and who they're connected to and how the hiltons have somehow been involved with that connection yeah, but, but but by the way, I love I love that she plays dumb sometimes, and I love and you know she's not dumb because even in the martini prank, that's a very sophisticated prank in the sense that you're trying to get your friends hammered. That's not like a dummy prank, you know. No, but I still live smart. in a world where she doesn't know who Hunky Dory is, and she would like to know. Well, you know, no, it's but cool. I half, half the audience love- thinks that. And I, and but I, I even love the way the other women didn't react to her. It wasn't just that she said it. It was that they yeah, all so like, it was just awkward yeah. moment. Like, that's what you need. You need that type of editing to balance it. But Kyle's look was such a sister's look. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, it was just such yeah. a- No, it was great. But and then... That- uh, no, sorry. What were you saying? No, I was saying oh, we, I was- we got ugly leather pants after that. And Kyle kept saying... Like it was, it was so funny when you comment on somebody's fashion, it is just as hurtful as their looks. And when she screamed, like, you know, jealous of what your ugly leather pants. And Kyle goes, she said, she said, she said, ugly leather pants. She said, ugly leather pants. Kyle was repeating it back. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know? And I loved how serious that was. It is so serious and so mean, but also I always think with son, like, if you can't dress yourself, you cannot comment on how somebody else dresses. Well, here's somebody that I feel like paid to get in the Who's Dolce book. not dressing book. themselves either, but okay. Well, she just spends yeah. enough money to get into the Dolce book. She spends enough money. Like, of course, all of these like designers kowtow to her because she's spending the, you know, she's not getting free stuff. She's spending the money. Like she's spending the money to get in that book. No, exactly, but I don't know why she has let whoever is her stylist. It seems like they've continued this journey to second season. And I've been so proud of Kyle. I was telling Alana this. Like, I think Kyle's probably one of the worst dressed people. And to see her journey. You don't like caftans? No. (laughs) And if she's going to do it, do Dolce. Don't do the ones you're doing. But (laughs) watching her on this journey this season where I think she has dressed so beautifully. So I can't even say anything to her. But Sun, I have a lot of thoughts for. I'm ready for her to hire either me, Alana, and I. Like, let's go on this. Let's do this. Have you ever reached out to her? Yeah, she used to to get rid of her shifts dress. I have not reached out to Sun. I say, I say, I say, I don't know how to dress. (laughs) But I just want to say that those ALC leather trousers are very cute in my opinion, but I like the Marissa Webb version better. 
And I wish that's what she would have chosen. Also, I was not a fan of the Generation Love top she was wearing with those trousers. I know it was in the fall, and that's probably why, but I felt like Autumn had vomited on her. Do you ever, I mean, is there, do you know all the clothes all of these ladies are wearing every week? Usually. A good amount. You like, like, I mean, with Dorit and Erica, they, so much of what they wear is just to flash in your face. So usually they're like, it's very easy to detect what they Yeah, like Dorit, what Garcelle said it the last week, like Dorit does scream. I did like the tie-dye Dior outfit though. Yeah, but Garcelle's easy to recognize what she's wearing. A lot of them, I think, are also dressed by, I think, but I could be wrong, Intermix and Saks. I feel like both of them, whoever they're styling, are pulling from both of those. Like, Tinsley wears 99% Intermix, but she doesn't have a stylist. Tinsley dresses herself. Yeah, but so does um, 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 Unmarried to Medicine. Most of those ladies wear Intermix. Like, half of them And they wear a lot of BCBG, too. Yeah, yeah, first season. But In the old Navy? You know what? I know you're an Old Navy guy, but I have to say, not an Old Navy girl. Wow. And okay. haven't seen it a lot of my housewives either. Oh, wow. Interesting. Maybe Kathy surprising. could be wearing <laughs> Yeah, Kathy. <laughs> Kathy with her matching well, pajamas I'm sure, to her wolves. I'm sure Rick Hilton wears Old Navy. All the time. I actually would believe that a lot of the men that I've met in my life who are very powerful are very low-key in their fashion. Even not though, all, but a lot of them. A lot of them. Like, not their suits. They'll be in Xenia suits, but. But, like, I actually know a lot of clients who, like, live in, like, more, like, in California. And the way they dress is so different from here. So, like, in Montecito, they all wear no-name brands. They do not like any of the high. They think it's, like, no flash. Whereas, yeah. where Alana and I live right now, like, in Boca, Florida, if, like, the more you flash, like, Dorit is a perfect example of, like, Boca women. But her family all lives here. That's true. Influences. But her bag, they mispriced it because it's way more expensive than they said it is. Oh, you mean, uh, 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 what's her the name? The Kelly uh, Mini. Oh, the Mini, was wearing the Mini a Kelly, Kelly Mini. It was $8,500 yeah. on the show. Yeah. Not true. It is much more expensive. No, because, okay, I really want Why would they bag. undervalue the Kelly Mini? I don't know. And I was saying, like, if, they, if she got it from, like, this year or one of those resale sites, Maybe, but not like even with inflation they're usually around twelve thousand. and my husband i wanted this bag forever and he's like for that size i'm not spending over ten thousand. and i was like i really want this bag there was a long <laughs> fight back and forth and then they put it on screen as a, as a different price and like i said my, my husband he turns to me and he goes oh he get that one I was like, that's the one. It's even <laughs> had gold hardware. That's what, what I a, want. I only want it with gold what hardware. What a personal story. I know. And it really upset me. I literally was angry texting Dina. <laughs> like, it's so unfair. If only I was like, I'm so sorry for your loss. This oh, my God. I didn't realize. Well, so I literally <laughs> reached out to my lady at Hermes and was like, so this happened. Explain to me how this happened. Oh, wow. She's like, we've been fielding a lot of calls today yeah. because of this. Basically what she said. <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like they don't, I, I just would wonder why they would undervalue something, you know? I, I, bet they I think whoever was in charge of looking up the price saw it and didn't realize that the place where they found the price might have been like a resale place, not the actual. Well, listen, I'm really new to all purses and I didn't realize 
you know, I was like shocked that that one person was like, what it was 75, 85,000. And then it turns uh, out 195. Yeah. But what they said it was 95 on the show, but then it turns out it's double that. And for yeah. me, I was like, it's so tiny. Like I, that's what the, I'm shocked about the tiny, the, the, the ask the size aspect. Smaller usually is more expensive, Ryan. Bags you can't and put anything in it. Such a high reason. That's why it's more expensive because it's more of a piece of art. But really, bags and shoes have such a high resale value, especially if they become like a trend. Like, um, for instance, Nike and LV did a collaboration, or if Dior does a collaboration, those. But even Hermes, they're very good. But with they go retail. up like my um, like their retail. They're the Dior. Um, I think it's Nike and Dior did it like collab. They were twelve hundred, I think, retail. One were two thousand. But they now can go up to 12000 I have had clients, there's such a long wait list that they're being sold now on sites for like 12000 14000 because you had to get on a list to get these shoes. So, so the resale, so like for instance, my client buys certain stuff, like Alana and I, we have a client, she'll buy certain stuff because she knows in two years how much money she's going to make and she'll sell it to make that money. Oh, wow. I mean, that Brooks Marks tracksuit you're wearing right now, who knows what it'll <laughs> yeah, be worth yeah, yeah. in a few years. It's already doubled in value, I'm sure. <laughs> just be on you, too. I mean, yeah, I know. yeah, just the, the, yeah, the, the wearing value. Is As worn by Ryan Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> well, once you get, because aren't you going to do, you said, um, is it a museum you want to do? With a all- reality show museum. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm hoping to get a uh, a piece of Ramona's poop and uh, put it in lucite <laughs> glass or something like that. Or at least get well, actually, you want to hear something? Raya, one of my really close friends, her at Oscar de la Renta dress, she wore, is now on museum in an exposition in um, the Met in New York. Did she poop in exposition? it? Is that the wrong word? She didn't poop in it as far right. as I know. She just did a regular pee. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see how it like. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I, this had absolutely nothing to do with what we were talking about, except for the museum of clothes. Okay, okay. And I, I was saying I know someone whose current clothes are, you know. No, I don't. I mean, I just don't. I'm. I will always be. What is the gorgo we say? I will, I will always be fascinated that this is like art, but then it's like you know what else is art? Art. Like I just didn't know this was like I always thought purses were a thing to carry things in, and I didn't know it was another thing of like because then Crystal can't really take that purse out for a spin because it's too expensive. No, you can. It doesn't affect it. It's just the how she cares for it when it's out. Like and that's why a lot of women put their bags on chairs. But they also have the rain covers to protect it. They have these. Mm-hmm, they do. And my bags come with oh like a ring. Oh my god! Oh my god! A lot of bags, though, though. No, I have all my fendies too. Like you know, known. Yeah, they're like famous for this. Though. They're like I, I've literally shape. broken my headphones. I would not. Do, I would not treat a purse well. I'm sure. But are you saying that if you could, you wouldn't get yeah. one? Like, are you, are, I mean, well, well I mean, <laughs> also just to state the obvious, Sorry, I, don't I guess if you're going to marry my sister I, one day, yeah, I mean, know, like, yes, by are. the way, that would be fine, but I don't need a purse. Like, I don't use purses. But are you so, going to treat her purse as well? No, yeah, but if, if we're so far from me being able to afford any type of purse. Like, we're so, <laughs> I mean, that's like right now we're getting Ross dressed for Les's purse, and, and she, <laughs> she doesn't deserve that, you know? Well, I well, if you go to TK Maxx, Hermes room is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah. Yeah, no, there's no Birkin room like Drake. TK Maxx, 
they sometimes have some great finds. So, <laughs> well, if you can let me know what the one uh, Dina loves, I uh, TJ Maxx, <laughs> I'll be sure to uh, run out and grab that one before they they sell out. I'm very excited. I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. See, well, I went with- See, that's the way it wouldn't work too, because you you're you're talking about making your husband buy like ten grand purses and stuff, and poor Dina now is making to to- him. It's his honor. <laughs> <laughs> poor Dina's gonna have to try to find a guy that can compete with that and get an eleven thousand dollar purse. No, it's fine. I'll buy it for myself. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was such a good answer. <laughs> Um, no, first of all, it is my husband's pleasure. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I really need to see how you guys work together. I really need to see. And, <laughs> no, my husband and I, I can't believe I'm going to make this comparison, but in a way, no, I'm not even going to make the comparison. My husband is very quiet and he's very cerebral and he's serious, but he does make me laugh. Who? Who are you going to compare? I guess you're not going to No, say I'm it. not even going to say it. And I am more, you know, like he once said that I live in the clouds and he's on earth and we kind of meet in the middle. And I think that's true. That's nice. Yeah. Like, so. It's well, I mean, I, I live in the clouds. <laughs> you live on the ground, Dina. I mean, we got to, we got to figure this out. And by the way, is, is Dina, are you doing a lot of dating apps? Are you doing a lot of, are you, are you getting, are you? Oh out? yeah. Guys, I've been waiting for this. Am I, am I doing a lot of dating? I'm like, uh, I don't know if I've been doing a lot of dating apps. I think people <laughs> are weird. <Yeah. laughs> people definitely are weird. Yeah. No, I mean. Uh, what about you, Ryan? No, not at all. No, you and Leah, not a, yeah, are you guys? No, like- that broke, that, that bro- I broke up with her on the, the <laughs> podcast a couple months ago. Are you with Leah anymore? No, not I at all. I heard that episode. Yeah, that was oh. very sad. Alana and I, I hope this is a safe circle, but we also love you and, and, and Sophie together. Oh, yeah, I no, would that's, forgive that's, you that's, not marrying Dina if it's for another nice Jewish girl like Sophie. Yeah. No, no, that's no, we're just that's actually just purely for I mean, because she'll tell me about all the uh d- dates she's going on and all that. I mean, it's like that's a really fun, um, I almost dare say like kind of brotherly sisterly a little bit, you know, and I really enjoy that aspect of sorry to sorry to. <laughs> kind of made up a, a world where you guys were gonna there match. was a whole conversation about wow, that, that but that just me. leaves that the door me. open for Jeez. you and dina wow. a little wider it really hurts because i listen to you guys every monday and i'm like you know they're amazing that's a vibe well it's what you said ryan sometimes people have really good chemistry but it's not the type of chemistry you know yeah. well that's so, what, i mean that's the, that's the thing is that i'm really aware now from doing the podcast of who i can who i have chemistry with in that sense of like it's really easy for me to bounce off of but i don't really think of that in terms of um ever romance you know like i don't I, like it's like it's like one of number one yes exactly unless well, you're yeah, talking I'm, to Dina. well i mean but by the way you're already trying to pawn me off so i mean it's like I you're was- already I was just, Ilana and I were having, you know. It was out of concern, jealous concern. Yeah, yes, a, a yes. conversation. I was saying, well, maybe there's not just Leah and Lindsay. There might be. Well, I do think there's a. Oh, and there's... Heather Gay. Heather Gay's oh, oh, conversation. Heather, I mean, Heather, there's a lot Heather of competition awesome. you throw Dina's way. Heather was awesome. Yeah, there, yeah just, there's there's really a lot of. But by the way, I, I'm a different way. Like, I can be very gregarious on a mic and stuff like that, but I'm very quiet off mic. And I'm, I don't, you know, it's like I've never. I would never, you know, it's like, I just don't reach out like, like Heather. No, it's just like, that's like a podcast thing, you know? Oh, no, 
no, of course, of course. And obviously you and I are, you know, are engaged. So there's yes, a that's lot. Now that's, that's happening. Yeah, so. so that's like official. If I may, what is real Ryan like? Not host Ryan. Oh, you know, it's, it's a lot like, it's a lot like this, but I don't have the Brooks Marks tracksuit on. And, um, no, no, it's, no, it's, it's like, it's just, I conserve a lot of my energy. I'll just sit in a, sit on my bed and just watch TV and be very quiet and still. And, uh, I, you know, just way more lost than I am on, uh, the podcast. Do you yell at the TV? Yeah, of course. I mean, actually, well, I mean, I don't, He's only I, human. I will snicker and laugh and stuff like that, you know, but, uh, or I'll, I'll recognize, oh, that's really funny, you know, but it's much more quiet and way less gregarious on the podcast. So are you one of those people who say that's funny or do you lull? Uh, I can, I can fully lull. I mean, like, but I will also, I can recognize, but it also depends like, you know, you, the mood that you're in when you watch these shows, you know, if you're in a really uh, ready to laugh mood, you're going to laugh out loud. But you're like, if you're in a good mood and you're ready to laugh, it really depends on how you come to these shows, how you, you know, if you're in a bad mood and you turn on one of these shows, it's going to really potentially make you angry. And you're going to be like, this is idiotic, you know, like, but if you're in a good mood, you're just wanting to laugh and wanting like everything to work out. And you're, you're way more susceptible to anything that the show is going to present you. I completely agree. You have to always be with the right people. I remember when I once watched my big fat Greek wedding and I was not with the right people. And I hated <laughs> that movie. And then I rewatched it with Ilana and my parents. And it was one of the best movies ever. It's way more fun to watch these things with a group. And that's why I wish they would play Housewives episodes in movie theaters, because I feel like it gives you a different appreciation for what they're doing. Because sometimes when you watch it by yourself, you're just like, it just gets tiring and you're used to it. But if you watch it with other people and you get to see what they like, you know, it gives, it gives you a different appreciation for it. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is funny, you know? No, I agree well you know how they have these like fantasy football leagues? Yeah. Oh, like so I ex thank you, Dina. So I love the show The League. I've never watched a football game in my life. Having said that, I like the idea of somehow integrating a game between friends with watching a show. And I think there should be more live action game things for Bravo people. Well, I mean that's what Twitter. I think does there's a something lot. there. Yeah, I know. I think there's definitely something there too. I, I think it, it's um, it's definitely um, a particip a participation sport, and that's why I think Instagram and things like that are so important for these shows is because it continues the conversation or even podcasts. It continues the conversation. You know, everybody has a different opinion of some sort that kind of makes sense. Or you can be like, ah, oh, that person's crazy. I don't even, I don't agree with them at all. You know, even who you had on the other day, who you also have great chemistry with. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jacques. Jacques. Yeah, Jacques. Oh my yeah. God. He, I love that he knew who you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but they that was amazing. This is why been, you guys have amazing chemistry and he makes a lot of interesting a lot of interesting points but i do agree with you it's just so much fun hearing you guys um your banter yeah no i mean it really that's another person where it's exciting to hear somebody that is very confident in how they 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 feel about things, you know, and I, I mean, I don't agree with it, but I respect 
I respect it, you know? That's so interesting. Yeah. I'm interested how he, because he didn't, he kind of mentioned it, but he didn't go into true details because he compared Teddy to... Yeah, Dur- he's... A nap? Was it Dorit? You no, know, I know. N- uh, I forgot who it was, but it was, it, it was yeah, like, he this- loves Teddy. Yeah, I know he loves Teddy, and he was saying that- Yeah, I disagreed with him passionately. When he said that, I really felt like he was lost. <laughs> but, but who he compared her to, I never saw that. Com- oh, now I can't remember. It was such a good thing. Because I never saw them alike, and I want to know how he put them as, like, the same person. I like well, I, I honestly, I've heard a few different people, like, because, you know, it was Teddy's birthday, and they did all that 40th stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, like, that ridiculousness. Yeah, and then they also had um, that boat ride where um, they were singing It's Expensive, it's expensive to Be Me. Me. Yeah. And I saw a few different people, like not Bravo, like real Bravo. No, everyone's a real Bravo watcher, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like not, not, you know what I mean? But like people who I would count sort of not as the, as clued in, they don't make the purpose. Be- like I'll give you an example. My intern, she is, I think 20 or 21. She's a huge Bravo fan. And she was like, oh, I think it would be fun if Teddy comes back because they're all real friends with Teddy, but they're not all real friends with some of the newer people. And I was like, what? No, stop it. You know, and I was like, you're wrong. Yeah, I don't care that they're real friends with Teddy. Teddy still sucks. I mean, that is, it is very personal. Yeah, and I was like, you're clearly not watching the show correctly. Like, you really watch. The reason Teddy should come back is for us to figure out what really happened to all that stuff that got stolen from Kyle's. Was Teddy's head yeah. Did Kyle know he was involved? For sure. Planned with all four of them. That's the only reason. And then Teddy can leave. Yeah, I just like, feel like they're wasting all of this energy trying to keep Teddy relevant, and it's just not, yeah. just not right, you know? Although now I really do think that Hillary Duff and Teddy look exactly alike. Oh, now I'm not going to be able to unsee that. And this won't mean anything to you, Ryan, but I realized the other day, Dina, that Malia and Tori are identical twins, and I couldn't unsee it. But Malia's the worst, and I can't. You don't know Tori, Ryan. Malia is the worst. worst. And it's really, really been a hard season to watch. And I know your time's so limited, because I could talk about that. I know. I mean, I really do. I I, I really do love Below. I think this season's already amazing, you know? Is the picture of Hillary Duff giving birth one to share? <laughs> I mean, because she looks you, just so much like Teddy. Can you see? I can also text it to everyone. No, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I've seen it. I I don't need to see it again. She looks so much like <laughs> hair, and I've never like I've always found Hillary Duff annoying. Is this why is she Teddy? These were thoughts I was having before we started our podcast with you. And I texted I mean, those, these, are, these are the big questions that you ask yourself in life, you know? These are the deep thoughts that keep me up at night. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> That's the same. That's the exact same. They somehow related. But did we feel like we covered everything about Beverly Hills? I mean, if I could steal Ryan and have you for days, I still think I think of things I forgot to say, but yeah, I, I mean, feel like this is, a, so- this is a continuing conversation. I'll keep coming on and you, we got to find out, we got to plan the segment of what, you know, obviously we'll, you'll, you guys got to come on and, and talk about all the housewives, but we need to find the element of, of style here, you know? Oh, we'd love to. Whatever. Yeah. I, we got to plan that out though. I got to, we got to figure out what the best thing is to do to show the visual element of that, you know, or, or 
I don't know. I, I, we got to think of something. We got to go back and forth. I'd like to throw it out there. I think it should be a family episode with Bill, Becky, and the two of us. I think that's like a nice <laughs> well, natural I mean, that, mesh. That's uh, well. I'm, next week could be possible for that. Then you know. Oh, we're ready. Okay. Well, you get you are ready. Messy. They'll love it. Yeah. Tell your mommy to take out that Daisy necklace. We're coming. She, I mean, she wears it all the time. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. When you say visual, do you mean visually though? Not. Well, like if I had if I had you this style and outfit for me, I would want to show people what you did or what you're suggesting, and then how it actually. Well, now looked. I know we can't do it though, because look at how well you styled yourself. You don't need us. <laughs> yeah, I put a, yes, you're right. I put on a hoodie. Yes. You can't, you can't have us do something you've already done for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, this is this is the, as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I really, I've thought about this a great deal, Ryan. I really believe that the next time you go to Buco de Beco, we should dress you. But he's yeah. having your big party. Wait, is well, it yeah. the, the countdown? Wait, you just did the video yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the date has not been picked yet, but it is it is in process of... You know, it's definitely... Uh, we'll put on that song, it's the final countdown, and then we'll have like a big reveal of his of his outfit. Yeah, yeah. Will it be uh, lemons and all that? So will it be a lemon tie? or? It'll or- be inspired by the atmosphere, but not necessarily matching. You don't want to blend into the walls right. Look, so when you have the final countdown, it'll be like, which one did he choose? Ooh, that's good. Like yeah, a- ooh, walk to the camera, do a spin move, you know? Yeah, I love that. I actually love that. Oh, like, or we could do it like a, you know, a romantic comedy where it looks like, you know, you're going through it and you're having fun playing dress up. Oh, yeah. Montage. Like, yeah. Uh, I love a good montage. Oh, and at the end, you and Dina could come into matching outfits. I know. Well, that's really up to Dina, you know? I mean, do we want to go with the up to me. way? Are we going to go like full, like, you know, Kanye, Kim, <laughs> and Ben? Ooh, maybe we'll put some like colored contacts in him and some like very like shocking kind of inky clothes on you and you could stand there maybe some sort of headdress i'm thinking like yeah it'd be a step and repeat more courtney and travis who are you going no i didn't say that i'm going to tattoo his neck (laughs) just remember at the met ball when kanye did the blue um eyes my bad we put brown eyes on you and blue eyes on him she dressed up like a couch that one time when she was pregnant. She, she did the- dress up like a couch. I think that inspired Leah's entire wardrobe. <laughs> the gloves, you're right. It, the Oscar it, de la Renta. Yeah. <laughs> a beautiful moment. Before we let you go, and then we will let you go, do you think that one, Courtney and Travis are married? Do we think that- I think they're engaged. I do think they're engaged. I, I, it really does make sense to me that they would be engaged. And from the clues that we've gotten online, I think they're definitely engaged. I mean, and it's not that hard to believe. They obviously seem like they really, really dig each other. And we're, they're, playing tonsil, they're playing tonsil hockey every second they get on camera. So I could definitely see. I mean, that, I mean Courtney's, I don't think Courtney's going to do better in that sense of wanting somebody a public figure. I mean, I think that's, you know, I think it's somebody that's obviously obsessed with her. And I mean, that's how these things work. So, I mean, I think it is true. It makes sense to me. I read somewhere that there was some, maybe it was with you, but I read somewhere, saw something. There was some reason that it's in my head that there was a suggestion that she might've had, um, Oh, two babies that she might be pregnant with. Yeah, yeah, the twins. Oh, I didn't. I, I don't think I've heard that she's inseminated. She's pregnant with, that was she's the way. pregnant with twins. Oh, okay, this is why. Like that, because he like. 
He posted his blood. Okay, so he oh. posted his blood and then Sample. the posted something with two hearts. Yeah, like two hearts. And then, like, they were, like, so happy for you guys. And some people were piecing it together, like, that she's preggers. Oh, I thought it was just congratulations because you're engaged. That's two hearts, like, his heart and her heart. But I, I mean... That is another way of looking at two hearts together. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's really, but that's them planning it out of like, let's really go. You know, I, I think that's too, too much. I don't think, I don't think it's that thought out. I don't think they're playing that many games. You don't think Chris is in charge of their. No, I, mean, I feel like we give them way too much credit for like secrets and all that stuff. And yeah, a lot of their stuff is secretive, but I don't think they're planning it out that much. I guess in my head, I just always imagine like Chris sitting there with these long fingers. Oh, I mean, imagine it would be exciting if that was the case. I mean, it would be exciting to be on those planning sessions, but I think that's just close to impossible at a certain point. Well, yeah, Maybe Hulu has been filming them this whole time. I mean, we'll see, but they, but they also seem very um, quiet people. You know, like I, I mean, Travis doesn't seem like he says a lot. I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, only time will tell. I mean, but by the way, it's is, the Kardashians, so we will definitely know soon. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Are you saying Travis is Ryan off duty? <laughs> oh my God, no. Oh, yeah. I am getting a face tattoo before the end of summer. Oh, Dita, keep aware. <laughs> you might need to get some sort of like McQueen scarf <laughs> to wear on your head for your guys'. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. And I'll do really greasy hair. Maybe let's get extensions on those queen head scarves. And you know what's up? I'm yeah. going to shave, shave my dressed. head completely. Yeah. Yeah. Like just goals. They really are. Well, thank you again. Can you please tell everyone where they can follow you? Yeah. I mean, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, so Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey is the podcast. Subscribe. There's five episodes a week. If you need more than that, which you don't, you can go to the Patreon. You do. We do more episodes over there. Um, yeah. Just subscribe. And also, like I say, on every podcast I'm on is, you know, rate this podcast five stars. Rate my podcast five stars. It really does help. I mean, that's part of the reason why iHeartRadio kind of paid attention was that so many people had rated the podcast and had favorable things to say so that stuff really does matter in the smallest of ways because like i say you know these are done for free for the most part this is all free work and yeah we're doing it for ourselves but we're hoping somebody listens so that's the only and it doesn't cost any money to to leave a nice review um and it's really quick but other than that you know it's like also i'm not everybody's cup of tea but somebody is your cup of tea so go support and find the podcast that you love the most because there's tons out there tons of great ones out there right now but support ours first but support yeah but <laughs> but they start there and then go from there but I think yeah. <laughs> as, as your future wife, I'm telling everyone they'll love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then uh, we'll, uh, and by the way, listen, so we'll, she'll, they'll come on mine fairly soon. So go over and listen to that one too. And we'll, we'll trade off. Okay. We're just so, yeah. well, thank you again. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much, Ryan.